Are you relatively new to mindfulness and struggling with some of the more mystical or stranger ideas? Do you know someone who you're trying to get into mindfulness who is kind of a practical person and is hesitating about trying it? Well, this episode could be for you. Welcome to Mindfulness for Beginners. Hello, my friend. I hope you're happy. I hope you're peaceful. It's your old pal, Sean. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then I would invite you to become a supporter of the show on Patreon. The link is in the description. There's lots of exclusive content there. Please do check it out. Dimpna did this week. She became a patron, so thank you so much, Dimpna. A fantastic Irish name as well. I'm still catching up on messages, so apologies if you've got in touch. Hopefully, I'll be able to respond to everyone this week. When I was a kid, I was one of those odd types who actually liked math, or maths, as we say in Ireland. I realise for most people, maths was, and probably still is, one of those inevitable things that has to be endured, like going to the dentist, stubbing your toe, or seeing yourself dance in a wedding video. But I liked maths, and I still do. I grew up from an awkward, nerdy child to become a larger, awkward, nerdy child working as an economist. But even enjoying the subject, and with an excellent teacher, shout out to Mr McCann, I still find it hard to pick up new topics. When we started a new area, Mr McCann would get us to copy down an overview of the subject into our notebooks. And for the young people listening, I mean a notebook of paper rather than a laptop. It was the 1990s, the era of cassette tapes, blackboards, and literally having to dial on a phone for the internet. I remember his explanation for calculus, the study of change. I looked down at my notes. It was all there. It captured what calculus was about. And Mr. McCann was a great teacher. But it made no sense to me. I felt a pang of anxiety in my stomach. Why can't I understand it? Am I dumb? I looked around the classroom and wondered if other people were struggling too, or if it was just me. Just as an aside... If you're ever in that situation wondering if you're the only person who doesn't understand something, it's never just you. We continued in the class as we always did, finishing the overview and going on to some practical questions. It turned out doing calculus was actually pretty straightforward. We did some examples in class, we did some homework, and after a couple of weeks, even the more complicated questions were doable. They just took a bit of time and a bit of patience. And I remember flicking back to the overview that we had at the start of term, reading the explanation of calculus again, looking at the graph we drew and the real-life examples. I realised that I did understand, and this happened every term with every new subject. So why did it happen? Was I just thick? Well, we can't rule that out as a possibility, but a likelier explanation is that it's not easy to explain to someone in words, in an abstract way, a new concept, something that's alien to them, something that's outside of their cultural upbringing, something that isn't tethered to their own experiences. That's actually what I try and do with this podcast. I try and take concepts of mindfulness and ground them in your everyday experience. Thich Han was a master of this, John Kabat-Zinn is a master, but there's still concepts that are not immediately obvious or clear. Interbeing is a good example, the interconnected nature of all things. 
acceptance can also be tough. Non-self is really alien to someone from a Western culture. The point of all this is that you shouldn't worry if some concepts in mindfulness, meditation, or Buddhism don't make sense. Think of them as the mathematical explanation you write down at the start of term. It doesn't have to make sense. You can let it wash over you and have faith that with time, understanding will come. And just like in maths class, if you practice mindfulness, someday you'll look back on interbeing or non-self and it'll be obvious what they're getting at. Mindfulness above everything else is about experience and not knowledge. A person could be the greatest scholar of Buddhist texts. If they don't sit down and meditate, if they don't apply the practice to their everyday life, they've missed the point entirely. You cultivate your spiritual nature, your Buddha nature through practice. The knowing will come with patience. And don't worry if you don't know what a Dharma or a Bodhisattva is. The jargon truly isn't important, at least in my view. What matters is carving out that space for practicing awareness and setting your life up to support your peace, your mental health, your practice. Even Einstein said, the only source of knowledge is experience. Your greatest teacher is your butt on the cushion. I said that last bit rather than Einstein, but I'm sure you guessed that. So my friend, let's sit together for a few moments with a guided meditation. I'll start with three sounds of the bell and the usual settling in introduction. And we're going to start as we always do by applying our beginner's mind to our posture. So I would invite you to imagine that you have a thread attached to the crown of your head and it's gently pulling you upwards into an upright position. Your spine like a stack of coins, your heart raised upwards and outwards, your hands comfortably in your lap. And just allowing a gentle smile to emerge on your face as we enjoy the stability of our posture. Then expanding that spotlight of awareness to our entire body. Noticing where you feel warm or cold. Noticing where you feel tense or relaxed. Becoming aware of the sensation of the clothes against your skin. And the points of contact between your body and the chair and the floor. 
shifting that spotlight of awareness to your thoughts and feelings. And as we go through the guided meditation, just noticing each thought as it arises, and that might be an anxious thought about tomorrow. It could be a happy thought about today, or a sad thought about yesterday. Just sitting with each thought for a moment, allowing it to leave, and gently and without judgment, bringing your attention back to your breath. And finally, focusing your awareness on the breath, noticing that column of air between your nose and your diaphragm. Noticing how your in-breath feels a little cooler and how your out-breath feels a little warmer. Breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. In, out. Breathing in, my breath grows deep. 
Breathing out, my breath goes slow. Deep, slow. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. Breathing out, I relax my body. Aware of body, relaxing body.
Breathing in, I'm aware of my mind. Breathing out, I relax my mind. Aware of mind, relaxing mind. Breathing in, I'm aware of the full length of my in-breath. Breathing out, I'm aware of the full length of my out-breath. Full length of in-breath, full length of out-breath.
Breathing in, I am aware of my awareness. Breathing out, I smile to my awareness. Aware of awareness, smiling. Breathing in, I'm aware of my experience. Breathing out, I accept my current experience. Aware of experience, accepting experience.
Breathing in, I establish myself in the present moment. Breathing out, I realize it is a wonderful moment. Present moment, wonderful moment. And as we reach the end of the guided meditation, just taking a moment to notice any changes in your body, any areas of relaxation, any areas of discomfort, and just taking a, a moment or two to stretch those, just giving the body what it needs. Noticing any changes in your mind. And if you feel a sense of calm or peace, then I would invite you to carry that through the rest of your day. And finally, opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. Maybe happy, maybe peaceful, 
and may you see yourself through the eyes of understanding and compassion. Slana will you? And I'll see you next time.